feature, double feature episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am your spooktacular host, Catherine Weigool, <laughs> and I have lost uh, 140 ghoulish pounds, and with me today is... <laughs> Donald Weigel. also Weigel. also... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know my own name at this point. Also ghoulishly lost 100 uh, pounds. We sound like Count Floyd from... Uh, yeah. I know. I like. I there was a lot of Count Floyd from SCTV back in the day. That was very spooky. So I many things were it. spooky in the 1980s. Absolutely. Um, also, you said this was a creature double feature. Here's a spoiler alert: mm. the real creatures are ourselves. Oh, skip to the end. <laughs> oh no. Yep. The monsters are always people. Yeah, they always are. Uh, we uh, are doing a two-part series. We like doing two parts, don't we, Donald? We do. The first part and the second part. I mean, because really, when you think about it, two parts are twice as good as one. Oh, totally. <laughs> Saying more about things definitely always wins. Absolutely. The, the second part of anything is is usually the best, <laughs> unless you're talking about movies, which yeah. typically that goes down a notch. Yeah, but... although Godfather 2 is really good. Yeah, I was actually going to talk about The Godfather. Were you? Yeah, that was a surprise, but now it's not a surprise. Well, you didn't have to say you were going to do it. <laughs> now it's... Anyway, too bad. Too sad. Um, so, hi and hello and... And it is a very spooky season, and uh, Halloween is coming. Yes. Uh, whether you're in the northern or southern hemisphere, it's happening. If you look at a calendar, as we are <laughs> we are often apt to point you out to do the Gregorian calendar, probably not your Aztec calendar. No. Um, Halloween is fast approaching. There are probably decorations around your neighborhood. Um, there are probably decorations around me as yeah, we speak. Yeah, we, we go heavy-handed with the Halloween decorations, but not so much with the candy, which is where we're going to start on this episode is talking about candy and the Halloween around the candy. Um, So if you don't want to hear about candy, maybe skip ahead five, ten minutes. I don't know how long it's going to take. Nobody knows. I'll put a a note in the show notes as to how far ahead you should skip if you want to avoid the entire candy discussion. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, so we don't know how long it's going to go. But after we talk about the candy... We are going to talk about the macabre. Oh. The macabre. Macabre. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to uh, talk about how we are our own worst enemies. We're not worried about the gaga ghosts. We're not worried about uh, the villages of the darned. Uh, really, it's yeah. all about us. But we'll talk about that later after we talk about candy. Candy, indeed. So. Here we go. Skip ahead. This is your last chance. Here we Woo. go. So here's something that I used to do. I used to say to myself, you know what? It's October. I should eat Halloween candy while I can. Oh, it's limited time offer. Limited time. I actually have some things to tell you that you don't even know about. Really? I. It is right now as we are uh, recording. It is September, which is not as spooky, but it's, it's the month <laughs> that comes before October. It is if you fear going back to school. But yeah, but like in August... They start selling Halloween things. Yeah. It's, it's all fall pumpkin spice. I think they actually started selling pumpkin spice things at, uh, what is it called? Starbucks. Um, I was going to call yeah. it pumpkin spice latte, but it's not. It's called Starbucks. They started selling pumpkin spice <laughs> Pumpkin things. spice latte town. They changed the name of it for the season. For the season. In August, as I was buying school supplies for our daughter, I also bought a bag of candy corn. Oh, I did. Boy. There we go. What? 
But I hid it away much like flowers in the attic. It is in an <laughs> opaque container uh, in our cupboard. And I actually And you sprinkled had... poison on it like in flowers in the attic. <laughs> you know, that's one of the tips about Halloween candy for sure. But we're going to wait on that later. But uh, but there is uh, Target and other uh, name brand stores convince us about urgency around buying candy, having candy. Yeah. That, that a holiday colored spectrum that we see is like if it is it is pumpkin shaped we must buy it right now before it sells out i tell you i fall for it when it comes to pumpkin spice coffee yeah like i don't do the pumpkin spice lattes because i don't really like lattes thankfully um but the like we have an espresso this is not an ad for nespresso we get nothing <laughs> from them we have an espresso and they have pumpkin spice coffee for the nespresso and they sell it for about four days a year <laughs> donald it is the panic that sets in the I, bought, I bought like 12 boxes of it because i was worried about you know missing out on it yeah there is a little bit of, of fear of missing but at out least it sure. wasn't candy that i bought see? because there's no calories in the pumpkin spice nespresso see so uh, but we get sort of this panic sets in. I'll just say it. It's panic yeah. about getting pumpkin shaped. Fear things. of missing out on Halloween candy stuff. Yeah. Uh, fear of missing October, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, but we uh, we get caught up in the zeitgeist, the spirit of the season. We want to contribute to the economy. It's we got to build the economy by buying pumpkin shaped things. <laughs> right. Uh, but also as people with disordered eating habits. Maybe it's not a super duper great idea to no. buy uh, bulk candy. Bringing all that candy home and pretending it's for the neighborhood the children. children. <laughs> it's for the children. And I fooled myself into doing that for years when I lived at home with my parents. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to chip in and buy this bag of candy for the children. And that I, that candy never made it to Halloween night, to trick or treat uh, night. It's going to go stale. Yeah, Donald, does it, does candy go stale? I don't really think it. Does. I don't know. Probably. So many delicious, Maybe. delicious. Pres- Preservatives, but we uh, we are the kind of people who have the opportunity to reframe holiday candies uh, in all shapes and sizes. Because if we don't, it will change our shape and size, won't it, Donald? <laughs> That's really oh, good. Wah, 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 wah. That's really good. See, I'm I'm here for that joke. <laughs> that was like it. that like after school special. Like, really, what are you, what you're changing is yourself. Yeah, uh, we love that kind of thing. Uh, we zig and we. Zig. I use that joke constantly. <laughs> But uh, but as people with disordered eating habits, it is paramount that we take responsibility for the kind of uh, triggers and sweets that we bring into the house. Because guess what? We are entering many seasons of indulgences. Uh, we've got uh, October Halloween situations. Veterans Day is another big one That's for true. You That's know, Veterans true. Day shaped candy. Uh, in America, we have Thanksgiving coming up and also Hanukkah and Christmas. And that is, you know, that could be a solid two and a half months of indulgences. So we are asking you to start the season, uh, the season of sweets uh, with maybe maybe slow down a little bit. Because yeah. if you look at the calendar and if, if you do look at calendars, generally speaking, uh, Halloween, how many days is Halloween, Donald? Uh, hold on. Let me pull out my calendar. Shuffle, 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 rustle papers. One. One day. It's one day. Yeah. Now, now, sure, autumn is a season, but actual Halloween is one day. And Donald, what do we say about candy that is eaten not on Halloween? It's just candy. It's just- It's not Halloween candy. It's not about the holiday. It's just you eating candy because you want candy. It's Wednesday candy. <laughs> Which, believe me, I can relate to that. However, you know, you can buy the same candy 
all year round. Like with the internet now, I shouldn't probably tell people this. You can get candy corn what? whenever you want. It's not special. It's not like limited. It's not just this time of year. And just because it's pumpkin shaped doesn't mean you have to have it now. It is available all the time. There's no scarcity. There's no fear of missing out. You won't miss out on anything because it's always available. There's no shortage. (laughs) We're not running out of candy. Yeah, no. I I believe in the last two years there's been scarcity of toilet paper perhaps. Nobody's running out of candy. No, everybody's. they they have no problems pumping that out all year round no matter what's going on. Exactly. So as we enter the season and uh, some of these topics that we cover are uh, are – perennial favorites because you know they just come back and back much like jason Voorhees in the friday the 13th oh yeah um our candy problems return we think they're over and then they come back in new form you're a perennial favorite of mine by the way oh thanks so just as a reminder we're going to give you a few tips aside from there's no scarcity around how to manage halloween candy because it comes up over and over again and even with us as inspiring fiddos uh, as our daughter says, kind of with an annoyed roll of the eye, uh, that we have an opportunity to be the champions of our Halloween candy instead of the victims. And again, we wake, do. waking up November 1st going, why did I do this again? But also, d- candy is discounted now. I should buy more. Yeah, this season happens almost once a year. <laughs> so it, it could be again next year also. But we can forget. So my number one tip for managing Halloween candy is... Buy Halloween candy. If you've got the kind of, you know, trick or treat, knock on the door, buy Halloween candy that you don't love. Don't buy your favorite candy and then say it's for the children. Yeah. Uh, Because the chances are that you will probably be eating most of that candy yourself. Yeah. I I actually, thankfully, don't really care about candy corn. So you can have as much of that in the house as you want and I won't eat it. Yeah, but nobody's like taking fistfuls of candy corn and putting it into kids, uh, kids baskets. No, well, that's true too. Yeah. But for example, if you really love, I'm going to name name brands right now. If you really love Reese's peanut butter cups uh, shaped like pumpkins, don't buy them for the children. Go with uh, nerds. Sure. Buy nerd (laughs) candies. No, but just buy something that you're not a huge fan of. Unless your thing is nerds and then (laughs) buy the peanut butter cups. You get what we're saying. Yeah. But like you don't have to give like the the premium perfect uh, candy. I'm not saying give janky candy. Uh, Don't give out apples because children don't appreciate or that. like pennies wrapped yeah. in paper like that was the worst <laughs> yeah no, but buy something like our daughter really likes gummy candies your juji fruits uh you know buy gummy things that you don't like just buy something that the kids are still going to appreciate but that aren't your favorite because that way you won't be tempted indeed another one is really as as we just sort of said before only have the candy on halloween or if you're going to have candy, work it into your plan as your dessert in the evening. Buy candy that you actually like, like Donald does. He can moderate. I'm not as great at it. Yeah, I buy, and I do do it year-round, I buy like little fun size uh, candies that are about uh, you know 80 to 100 calories for one. And I will just have one or sometimes two. Uh, I'll leave myself enough calories in my plan for dessert so that I don't feel that scarcity. You know, For me, it really works to have it fairly often often so that I'm not just, you know, feeling deprived and then end up binging on it at some point. Yeah. And for me too, like I I actually don't, we don't really get trick-or-treaters where we are. I don't know uh, if kids are trick-or-treating. We have a 16-year-old now, which at this point I think 
we might just buy her a candy bar or something. Yeah, yeah. I think we she's haven't really like, figured she's that past out the candy, the trick or treat age yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's a little undignified to go out as a 16 year old yeah. uh, begging for candy. But we're really not going to super go into managing uh, your, your kids' candy. I know one year I went trick or treating with our daughter and she asked me to hold her candy bag because it was becoming too heavy. <laughs> and so we, we stopped at a house and they were running out. And so I actually opened up our daughter's bag, oh. and I put candy back in their bowl. None the wiser. Yeah, this is not the direction I thought you were going with this. I thought it was going to be so. While she wasn't looking, I ate half her candy. No, no, I gave it back. <laughs> good, it was good. amazing. The, the family were appreciative. excellent. I mean, they don't. The kids don't know how much they're getting. They're just glad that they're. It's the act of doing it that matters more than the having it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we're not going to you know go super into detail about how to manage kids, but. Ultimately, it's sort of a moderation thing. Can you moderate the candy? If you know that you can't moderate the candy, I am not great at that yet. It's better for me to have a single piece of chocolate or a single candy bar that I can really enjoy than to spread it out over the month. So really figure out what you're good at. I am not great at moderating yet. Absolutely. Another thing, and this is, I'm going to attack people. People are going back to work right now. Uh, the world is opening up a little bit, in, depending on where you are. Don't take your leftover candy to work. You're not benevolent. Oh, I'm giving everybody candy. Nobody else has candy. Literally everybody else has candy. So don't take it to work. An alternative might be to donate the candy to an organization like Operation Gratitude. Yeah, I'll link I'll link to Operation Gratitude in the show notes. But uh, you can donate candy to local charities or Operation Gratitude donates candy to uh, those in military service. Not sure why they need a lot of candy, but great. Give it, <laughs> give it to the troops. Support the troops. Uh, they might enjoy some candy, so you can do that. Just get it out of the house. You don't need it. Indeed. Another one is, and this is a big one, on November 1st, Again, it becomes November 1st candy, yeah, not Halloween candy. You wouldn't go trick-or-treating on November 1st. Hey, I missed yesterday. I was busy working on a term paper. Give me some candy today. You would look like a freak. So uh, once the calendar page turns to November, just get rid of the candy, donate the candy, uh, because it's not dignified. Indeed. And finally, speaking of kids, which I said I wasn't going to talk about, I found a website called Candy Experiments, which actually gives you the opportunity to play with your candy instead of eat your candy. Uh, did oh, you yeah. know, for example, that candy corn, if you drop it in water, it sheds its skin like a snake? I ah, need to try this one. I need terrifying. to try this one. Yeah. Maybe we can do that with the bucket of uh, candy corn that I got. So anyway, candy, it's coming at you, uh, but you don't have to accept it. There, I said. <laughs> so uh, th this concludes our, uh, our our candy discussion. Okay, so now we are going to talk about uh, my childhood and my babysitter. Oh. Would you like to hear who my babysitter was? I would like to hear who your babysitter was. This sounds like the setup of something horrifying, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> my babysitter, I grew up, I was Gen X. I'm still Gen X. Uh, my babysitter was Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, uh, hey, now this is getting good. <laughs> I, does anyone? Okay, so when I was a kid, uh, basically the television was my babysitter. I was a latchkey kid, and I would watch Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I would watch all of her macabre films, uh, and there were no boundaries. Like, my parents never said, hey, don't watch In of the Frightened People. Uh, they didn't say that. Or uh, Terror House, uh, The House That Dripped Blood, Death Dream. 
a lot of Vincent Price films, yeah. like wax people it, melting away. It was the away. late seventies, early eighties. Like parents just seemed to not eh. care about what we were watching at that point. It was just sort of like, uh, you know, here's Cinemax. You go at it. Yeah, go, go <laughs> figure it out. Uh, but uh, there was one in particular that I've thought about over and over again. Uh, a film which we haven't actually been able to figure out if this is the actual film. But there was one called Village of the. Damned. There, I said it. Oh, no! Village of the Damned. This is supposed to be a family podcast. Okay, Village of the Darned. Village of the Darned, exactly. Uh, But in it, I remember because I was, you know, seven watching this, I just remember a couple in a car and they kept trying to get out of it. They were trying to get somewhere and they ended up in this town full of zombies and ghouls. And then they were like, oh, we'll just drive away from the town. And they would drive away from the town. And then suddenly they'd be back in the town again. Yeah. How did this happen? Well, that's, that's the plot of a lot of different things. Uh, there was a TV show called Wayward Pines where, yeah. uh, where like, you know, anytime you tried to drive out of the town, you would find yourself circling right back to it. And uh, there was a Twilight Zone episode. Um, it was called something like Five People Looking for an Exit. And it was just <laughs> like the whole episode they're like walking around and like everything is closed and they can't get out and and it just gets hotter and hotter yeah yeah and you know it's all of these sort of external influences containing these people and causing them to make the same mistakes like over and over and over again well and i think that that is what we want we want some sort of you know we want it to be our genetics we want some sort of external factor to be why we can't achieve our goal whether it's getting out of a ghoul town or getting out of the way of bad habits. We want- I could get out of this ghoul town if it wasn't for these supernatural forces. <laughs> but we want like, oh, do we need an exorcism? Oh, like, you know, do we have to, uh, you know, fight a, a ghoul or zombie for some reason to get out of for the situation? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times, and I was looking through the, uh, the list of Elvira's uh, movies. One was called... They came from within. Uh oh. And unfortunately, it's not the town that we need to get out of. Yeah. It's we've got to get out of our own selves, Donald. Indeed. Many times we are to blame for our own behaviors. This is the shocking truth. This is the point where we say if you turn this corner and look, you'll see who the real monster is. And it turns out it's a mirror. It's a mirror. The mirror is the No, you're the problem in the mirror. The mirror yeah. is just the surface. <laughs> yeah, the mirror's fine. It's not the mirror's fault. <laughs> um but You know, we think that it is much easier to blame outside circumstances. It's our boss that is getting us down. It's our family. They're not supportive. Our friends tempt us, you know, in in ways that are not beneficial. It's our kids. We've got to buy the candy for the kids. Got to do that. But really, in the end, we have an opportunity to change the way we focus on our habits and our goals. Those temptations of, you know, the the forbidden uh, are really within our control. Absolutely. And, you know, I used to do this thing over and over again where I would look at other people and I would think, well, they're eating whatever they want. Why can't I eat whatever I want? It's got to be my metabolism. Like, I'm, I'm just trapped in this metabolism that every time I try to get out of it, I I turn a corner and I find myself right back in. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I eventually realized that it's not my metabolism. It's not my body. Like I'm perfectly capable of losing weight. I just wasn't willing to make the changes necessary. 
I was perfectly happy for years and years and years. Well, really, I was perfectly unhappy. <laughs> um, but I just kept making myself miserable. But I didn't want to take responsibility for my own actions and my own lack of desire to actually make real, lasting, sustainable changes. And so I would fall back on these tropes of of all of my circumstances are conspiring against me. Like, how can I possibly lose weight when my metabolism is the way it is? How can I possibly lose weight when I go to work and people are just bringing free food in all the time? What am I supposed to do when people bring free food in? What am I supposed to do when friends are just inviting me out to dinners all the time or or inviting me over and there are snacks on the table? How can I possibly not eat the snacks on the table? And it was just this cycle of making the same mistakes over and over and over again and finding myself trapped back in that small town that I couldn't escape. <laughs> well, and it's like uh, that show True Blood, which I, you watched a lot more of it than I did. Yeah. But, uh, the vampires would glamour yeah. that person into oh, yeah. like make googly eye, you know, contact with them. And they'd be like, I'm going to eat the Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> We're like, oh, I can't. Who do you want to call? Ghostbusters. Uh, sorry, that was Google uh, just chiming in. I don't know why that just happened, but uh, there we go. But we feel like, you know, the, the candy-coated packaging. Actually, the, the candy is candy-coated. The packaging is uh, is holiday-themed. But we feel like we're drawn to it. Like, it's this otherworldly, you know, like, we can't control ourselves. It's beyond our control. When really, we have the opportunity to create environments that better suit our needs and to set boundaries around temptations. Because guess what? We think it's the boss's problem. We we switch jobs. Guess what? There's another problem. Yeah. We think it's our family. Guess what? They're not around right now. We still have the issue. When we keep looking at external factors to blame our circumstances, we are taking responsibility away from ourselves and seeing ourselves as the victim of the creature feature instead of the hero of the story. Yeah, it is really hard to accept responsibility for your own actions a lot of times. And I know that we like to think that we do it all the time, but I know that looking back for many years, most of my life really, I was the cause of my own weight issues. And I would over and over again come up with these excuses that had nothing to do with me because I didn't want to take responsibility. But the real problem was I wasn't doing the habits. I wasn't putting in the work. I wasn't thinking long-term, and I wasn't really working on having a growth mindset at all. And all of those things were within my power to do. All of those things were within my capability, but I just wanted to blame everything else but myself. And now that I know I can do it, and now that I've done it, I know that I can do many other things in my life, and I'm able to to move on and I know I can really keep doing this for the rest of my life. And if I can, I know that you out there can do it too. Well, and you know, for sure, I think I, in blaming external factors, I just felt like everything was out of my control. And through this process, just listen to the last 190 episodes of We Only Look Then, We Only yeah. uh, Just remember that we have the opportunity to put boundaries in place in terms of when we have indulgences. We can change our environment by maybe, hey, maybe don't make cookies for the bake sale again if you have an issue with uh, with portion control or, or emotional eating. 
we have the opportunity to limit the candy in our house and set rules around when we have candy. I know I've said this before, but I have the, uh, I am a, a sugar vampire much better at waiting <laughs> until sunset to enjoy sugar instead of having it throughout the day, which then increases uh, how much I have. So we have the opportunity to change our circumstances. It is not the village that's the problem. It's not the family that's the problem. It's our taking agency in our own lives and deciding what future we actually want for ourselves. We can make it seem like we are the victims in our own horror movies, or we can see ourselves as the champions of our circumstances. Really, the genre that you play is within your control, and we have the opportunity to get out of that victim mindset, because uh, even though Elvira was my uh, my babysitter, <laughs> doesn't mean that that's the neighborhood I have to live in now. I had fantasies about Elvira being my babysitter, too, but that's a totally different thing. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, I think on that note, um, the next episode, I know we said that this was a creature double feature. The next episode, uh, Donald actually did a number of researches on uh, on some things. Do you want to talk about what we're going to talk about then? Yeah, um, next week, uh, we're going to really get into some practical tips for ways to approach your circle of mistakes and ways to get out of that endless loop of making the same mistakes over and over again and and really make a change and instead of moving in a circle to move forward in a straight line and as we wrap this up would like you to take the first step in that and really look at yourself look at your surroundings look at the choices that you're making and really ask yourself Is it really external factors that are keeping me where I am, that are keeping me trapped in this loop of mistakes that I'm making over and over again, or am I doing it to myself? And really think about that over the next week. And then, you know, please come back, listen to the next episode, and we'll give you some real practical advice on how to dive in and get yourself out of that loop of mistakes. For sure. So thank you so much for listening this week. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, If you've enjoyed this episode, we have a whole bunch more wherever you found this one. And our episodes are also always available on our website at weonlylookthin.com. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on join our support group and find out more about Walt, please. Uh, The (laughs) online accountability. It's not as spooky as, as you think. It's not at all spooky. Yeah. We are an online accountability and support group. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for support, accountability, and uh, fellowship in uh, your weight loss journey. So we have two different subscription options, a monthly plan with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month plan with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if full place is right for you. Absolutely. Please check it out. And if you're not quite ready to join Walt Place, but you'd like to be in touch with us, you can always email us to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We will answer your questions, even if it might take us a minute. Uh, We also love to hear from you about episode suggestions, uh, things that we might not have talked about enough, things that um, you want us to revisit. Um, please get in touch with us there. And you can also interact with us on social media at We Only Look Thin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep, and if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, you could leave us a rating and review. It helps uh, boost our search results when people are trying to find uh, inspirational and spooky podcasts like ours. Uh, and uh, if you leave us a couple-star review, we would really appreciate it also. Uh, we, uh, we're at... 
488 right now, but there's room for more. Uh, there's sorry. room for one more. Uh, but we would love to get to 500. We're almost at our 200th episode of We Only Look Thin, and it'd be awesome to get up to 500 star reviews by our 200th. It certainly would. You know, and really, when you think about it, lots of podcasts can be inspir- inspirational, and lots of podcasts can be spooky, but how many can be spooky and inspirational? Oh, I think it's just us. I th- I'm I pretty think sure it's, it's just, just us. us. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, uh, also, you could tell somebody about the show. Uh, if you don't feel like going to Apple and leaving us a review, just spread it word of mouth. Uh, say, hey, I've got a good podcast that's both spooky and inspirational for you to listen to. Ooh, you know what kids would hate? Instead of Halloween candy, just slip a pe- piece of paper with like, hey, check out We Only Look Thin. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. That's terrible. Indeed. So if you find yourself at the inn of frightened people staring in the mirror, (laughs) (laughs) wondering who the true ghoul is and finding out it's you, just remember that Donald and I are an An inspiration. That didn't work out well. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.